thank you for taking time to talk to me. I know it's a crazy time uh, right now, but uh, I'm excited about Tapeworm and um, glad to have a few minutes to talk about it with you. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a surreal. It's a surreal time. It's very, I bet. Uh, I bet. Very um, odd. But I mean, I can't complain too much because it's like uh, this is what I, my day to day is like. Yeah. <laughs> I work from home, so right. The only difference is the only difference is my daughter's here and uh, in constant need of attention. Oh, that must be very stressful. Yeah, it's not that bad. No? Okay. Well, that's it's good. Just, it's just hard to get anything else done. To get things done? Yeah, I imagine. Well, first of all, I'm curious, how did you decide to make a physical game? I designed the prototype for Tapeworm in um, in 20, 2011. Wow. The same, the same year that um, Isaac came out. Yeah. Um, I was... Yeah, it was... Right after Meat Boy, the dust had settled on Meat Boy, mm-hmm. and um, I was just kind of idling and trying to figure out what to do. And uh, I, I came up with a, a few different game ideas that I kind of was mulling over. And uh, one of them was Binding of Isaac, the other one was Tapeworm, and then there was another one called Mugenics, which I started, but then it didn't, <laughs> didn't get finished. It's still, but, still in progress, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, what are some of the the kinds of like challenges in designing a physical game versus like a video game. Like I know from the people I've spoken to who've worked on these kinds of projects, it's a lot more about the raw design, right? Because you can't rely on obfuscating uh, systems from the player. They all have to be exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's very out in the open, but it's also things are mostly required to be semi-simplistic because you can't expect somebody to be a computer. Right. Um, you need to keep everything rudimentary. Um, you, you can try to complicate things like four souls was, was a pretty complicated card game. There were a lot of rule sets that went beyond, I think, um, average, average mm-hmm. board game players. Um, uh, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to make tapeworm. I wanted to make something that was, my my goal is to make something that is as easily accessible as something like Uno, mm-hmm. but actually offers strategy to those who are going for going for strategy. Like the, I want I want there to be layers of depth that don't require too much number crunching, right? Um, but enough there, like you know, it, just something as simple as the the first thing you people usually see that makes things different than like something like Uno is that when you when you draw in the game, like if you use a card called, there's a card called dig, which lets you draw a card, discard a card. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a very, it, it is a simple, very simple mechanic, but it, what it is is it's forcing the player to look at their hand and evaluate the card's value. And it's, it's something that like instantly pushes people into like, Oh, well, well would this card be more valuable than this card? Like right. the, the value system is established, which is something that we push right away. Um, and outside of that, you're also stacking your hand. You, I, I never want to explain all the advanced tactics you can use sure. in this game. I, I want it to all be apparent as you play and I want it to feel, make you feel smart because you figured it out. So right. everything's super, super, super bare bones and simple, but the elements of strategy are, are there. Um, and the deep elements of strategy are there for people who really want to go deep and hardcore on this. Yeah. Yeah. So were there any tile-based games that you looked at when you're working on this or that you really enjoy? Like for me, Carcassonne is like the canonical tile placement game. I don't yeah. know if you're 
big into that or like other similar games? <clears throat> I never, I played, I played Carcassonne. I never got super into it though. Um, uh, outside of that, the only thing I referenced was Domino's, but that's oh, it's barely, yeah, it's barely. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I can see that though um, with the placement. Yeah. I'm noticing a bunch more now. I didn't even realize there was a genre of, um, it was kind of a build and build and move, like a build and move maze type situation. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, people keep like, oh, I, I saw Taper and it reminds me of this game. And I look at that and it's usually like building a maze and then moving a, a character through it. It's kind of oh. interesting. And I've seen like two or three of that are very similar to it. But um, yeah, I remember ages ago, I remember thinking like this is such, it's such a, a no brainer type idea that it would be so easy for somebody to just make this, you know, or be, it'd be made and me not even realize it was made. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really, I remember doing a lot of research and finding, I remember finding there was actually one, it was a snake game and it looked very similar to what I was doing. And I almost gave up because I'm like, ah, oh, shit, like it's already right, been made. Right. But then I went to um, the local game shop and I checked it out and it was not remotely the same game. So it's, yeah, um, I tried, I tried to, it's always good to know other games that are similar. So you can kind of see the pitfalls and what, what to do, what to do right and what to do different. But um, for the most part, with this, I didn't have I didn't have much of a reference outside of something like Crazy Eights, you know, like Uno. Right, right, yeah, that's very cool. Like that idea of kind of like a very simple game that there is depth to, but that also you you could play with with like your kids or whatever. Um, yeah. And speaking of like you know adults playing it and like kids playing it, obviously uh, you have like there's a through line in your aesthetic from uh, Isaac and more recent work back to your really early days on Newgrounds um, with like, you know, the early 2000s, like dead baby twisted stuff that a lot of people were kind of working in that space at that time. Yeah. How, how would you say like your aesthetic sensibility has evolved or developed since then? Um, because tapeworm feels like a little cuter, but still keeping that kind of grossness to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am. I, I'd like to think, I mean, I'd like to think my stuff has become more refined. Um, I definitely don't go. I mean, I don't go for the, just the edge right, uh, right away. Like I, I, I want, I want the, I want the danger and darkness to still be there, mm-hmm. but I want it to be as cute as possible. Like I, I have such fond memories of playing doom as a kid mm-hmm. and feeling like I was playing something I shouldn't be playing, right. even though it was, you know, it was something I could be playing like, sure. but there was something there that made me feel like the same thing with original fallout, right. like even being a teenager and playing fallout and being like, there's a, there's a darkness here that feels like it really stands out to me as something different. Um, and I try, I try with everything that I'm working on to kind of keep that aesthetic because that's me. Like, it's just what's interesting to me. There are certain things that are interesting to me that I think that most people think are just really weird. Um, and when I want to talk about dark subjects or, you know, get, get crazy with some of the stuff that I'm saying, yeah. I just, I just make their eyes bigger <laughs> I <can> get, <laughs> and I can just get away with anything. Like you could literally get away with murder by making something super cute. If you make it cute enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's interesting to me about a lot of uh, your work and something that I don't think always gets talked about um, because people get caught up in uh, the, oh, it's, it's gross or, oh, it's, it's shocking or like you shouldn't have done that or whatever. But um, to me, there's a lot about bodies being like 
gross and like nasty and like dirty and stuff right because i feel like there's a lot of that in like a lot of your different games and i know you've talked a lot too about growing up uh being exposed to like catholicism and also like born again christianity so do you think like and you know in christianity a lot of the time like bodies are uh, seen as like sinful and filthy and dirty and that's all bad do you think like any of this stuff is maybe like um like how how did that affect your decision to maybe move into this kind of like darker space um i don't know like when, whenever whenever i really think back to like where my a lot of my weird body gross body aesthetic stuff comes from i always think about my grandpa um when I was little, I know, he was a very, very large guy, like a mm. 300 pound six, one guy. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, as a kid, I would always write on his shoulders and he had really gnarly giant skin tags all mm. around his neck, which I actually have some myself. Um, and I remember playing with them, um, and thinking how cool they felt. And he also had a, had a bi- bypass surgery and this was way back when. So like, right they cut him open. Like he had a scar going all the way down his chest and he had these two things that I called the, the eyes. He looked like a face on wow. his, um, like under his, uh, under his pecs, there were these holes. Yeah. And I would always ask to see him because it, he, it just made him seem so cool. Like he seemed like Frankenstein. Like it just seemed, it just seemed so neat. I was just so interested in that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know, like just flesh and organs and, you know, organic temporary things and things that decompose things and just the whole life death cycle. Right. Um, all those things have just been interesting to me. I, mean, yeah. I feel like they should be very interesting to everyone. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, right? yeah. like I, I don't, I don't feel like I should be alone in this. Um, and obviously I, I'm not, if people are buying my, my games, but um, yeah, th- those things are, very interesting to me. And then the things you're not supposed to talk about, you know, just like poop and pee and all these things that are just everyday things that are considered so gross. And and why, you know, it's, it's, um, I just like that. I like, I like messing around with those things. I don't, (laughs) I can't say, I can't say, I can't say why. Cause like, even with tapeworm, it wasn't like, I didn't go in thinking, Hey, I want to make a game about intestinal parasites. You right. know what I mean? Like it was, I'm making this game and I need these things to segment through. And the first thing I think of is worms. Mm-hmm. And then I think of how, how funny it is to like the idea of cutting apart and restitching together worms uh-huh. and, you know, and then, Oh, you know, t- they look flat. And so they look like tapeworms and that, that, that sounds really cool. And it just goes like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's never, it's never, it's never like a thought of like, what's the next weird thing I'm going to do. It's just, right. I can't, I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like parasites have been present in like some of your, your other games as well. Oh, yeah. Um, have you ever had like a, a, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, have you ever had like a, a terrible experience with like, a parasite because I just had bed bugs this week and uh, I don't recommend it. Let me tell you. <laughs> I can imagine. No, um, I thought I had a tapeworm at one point in time. I was having in major, a few years ago, I was having some intestinal issues and I couldn't figure it out. I used to, I have these nightmares of like, literally I'd have nightmares of a pile. If you can imagine like a handful 
of night crawlers coming oh my out of my throat, like coming out of my throat. And I, I was so paranoid. It turns out I just have like a bunch of allergies to <laughs> foods. And it was kind of, it was kind of making my stomach have this like vibrating like reaction wow. to it. So yeah. it, was this, it was a very odd feeling that I hadn't felt before, but you know, outside of that, I mean, growing up, I had a bunch of weird, like, I just remember finding dead animals full of maggots as a kid and thinking how interesting yeah. and weird and, I felt like I was looking at something I wasn't supposed to be seeing, mm-hmm. um, which made it more intrigue, intriguing. Like, uh, it, it sounds really odd, but it, it feels akin to finding pornography on the, on the railroad tracks <laughs> as a child. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, what am I seeing here? Like, this is unreal. Like I'm seeing like a bloated animal full of a bunch of other animals that are babies and they're eating it. It's just like, and it bursts open and it's so gross, but so intriguing. Yeah, I mean, um, you're seeing death, which is like something that um, we don't really want to see a lot of the time. Yeah, so I, I mean, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't really had many uh, run-ins. It just seems interesting. Well, I'm glad to hear I, that. I, I just, yeah, I. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good to hear, though. Um, so, getting back to like the physical nature of the game, um, you know, I was. I was on Newgrounds the other day and, and looking back um, at some of your stuff and other people's stuff. And um, I realized like they had a notice that because like flash is being phased out and it's going to be gone mm-hmm. in December. And so Newgrounds is creating their own player to, so that people will still be able to play a lot of the stuff. And I know that you have also archived a lot of your work uh, in collections and, and things like yeah. that, but like, what is that like? Have you like kept up with that space at all? And like seeing these things sort of like slowly disappear <clears throat> from the internet? It's weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's very odd for sure. Um, but this sort of stuff happens with old video games too. Like old no, yeah, games. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Like it, it, it's kind of an, you know, it's something I expected. You know, I knew mm-hmm. Flash wasn't going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even made. It wasn't even designed for games. Like right. that was a that was like an accident. It's a, yeah, it's a web design tool. So um, yeah, I, I assumed it was going to happen. But it's great that I was just talking to Tom uh, literally a few minutes ago. Oh, wow. But uh, it's great that uh, that he's keeping it real. Like the guy is so much more influential and crucial to video games than people realize. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. People, people don't give him enough credit for like literally making a home for creative kids in, you know, the very early two thousands. Like he, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be making games. Like he showed me a whole new world and, um, new grounds is, is amazing. Like, it's just one of those things that I think a lot of people look back and think, Oh, I remember when I was a kid and I was making edgy <laughs> shit and putting it up on new grounds, but it's like what it, what it really stands for is so much more than that, you know? Yeah, well, it was for me also like one of those places where it was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be looking at this. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And uh, so it had that that feeling of like power and like danger to it. But looking back now, like, yeah, like you say, like a lot of people got their start there, and it it was like um, a much more important site for the development of a lot of game stuff that I think people do get credit for. It was it was one of. If you really look at it, it was it was a website that was kind of like the the early days of of um, YouTube, yeah. where people were they had a they have an they had an avenue for creativity and they could get praise and they can get awards and mm-hmm. they can get you know comments and feedback 
like right away, but money wasn't involved. Yeah. That's like a key thing too. Right. It's like with, with YouTube, it's just all money now. So like people just have, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to do this and you have to show this in your, in your, in your images and you have to, there's just all this bullshit that goes with it. But with Newgrounds, it was literally like, whatever, whatever happens, happens, we'll let it ride. Like mm -hmm. anybody could make the next big thing and people would flock to it and no one was being influenced by money. Um, it was just all about making crazy shit. And, um, I, even, even on, even the Newgrounds days, I didn't fit in. Like I still, I was never really popular on Newgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, but I loved it. You know, I, I totally loved it. And I, and I definitely credit it for giving me the harshest fucking feedback of my <laughs> life. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you learn, you learn a lot when people point out your flaws, like in right, the most harsh right. ways possible. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to take up too much of your time tonight, but, um, so we talked a little bit about like the past of games and, um, I'm curious how you feel about where games are going because, um, as someone who worked, like someone who's working in, um, you know, games journalism and looking at trends, uh, it feels like so many games are moving towards this live model towards this model of like, we want you to be playing this all the time of like these kind of calculated dopamine hits, you know? Yeah. Um, and also like, like you were talking about the space is, um, well, a lot more people are, are trying to make projects that will be profitable and with good reason, but that means that often yeah. the, the design possibilities kind of narrow. So how are you feeling about like the future of games like this decade? Um, if I'm being honest, I try not to care. <laughs> it's not like, it's it, totally it, I attitude. really, I really, I really just keep my head down and do what I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, but I do get this, I get asked this a lot, especially with people that are, you know, just coming up and getting into games and stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. like a lot of, give me a pointer on what I should expect, what I should do. What do you think is going to be the next big thing? And where is this going? And it's, I can tell you right now that the one guarantee is that whatever the next big thing is, is you don't know it exists. Right. Right. It's, you know, it's the next goose game. It's the next Baba is you. It's the next fucking five nights at Freddy's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the next Minecraft. Like it won't be something you can quantify. Yeah. You won't be able to riff off of a genre and, you know, it'd be this big, great thing. Um, you don't know. Like it's, I have no clue where this is going. Um, I, of course, you know, money gets into it and it shits all over art. Like it's just the way it is. Right. And as an artist, you have to make the decision when you're making money is how much, how much of a compromise am I going to make to make more money? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a difficult bridge to cross. And because if you go too far one way, you lose yourself in it. And you may as well just be a businessman, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. Like I have, I have no idea where this is going. Um, I have no idea if I will be making games in the next five, 10 years. I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I, I, I try my best to stay open to what moves me and just move towards it. And that's the reason I'm making tapeworm. Like right, right. if I, if I, if I wanted to be a smart businessman, I wouldn't make a fucking <laughs> card game. Right. I wouldn't make a card game that has an overhead of half of what I'm going to make. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's, I just, I just want to make cool stuff and I want to learn and you learn from making stuff you learn from doing. Mm -hmm. And 
I wanted to make something like this, something odd and casual. And I want to see what I can learn from it. I want to see where this can go. And uh, I don't know where the hell I'm going to end up. Um, And I definitely don't know where the industry is. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I, 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 my hopes and dreams for the industry is that we can move towards collectively towards things being more artistically viable um, than not. Um, I would love it if, cause you know, the industry is full of people that have a lot of very powerful things to say. Sure. And they say, and they say those things publicly all the time, but they never put them in their game. You never feel right. it. Mm-hmm. You never feel anything there. And I get so frustrated and I feel like, Jesus Christ, you're a fucking artist. Like, just do it. Like <laughs> just let it come out. You can say some amazingly profound things. And that's what I want. Like, I want more of that. Like I want more honesty in video games, but it may not be financially viable. Like, I don't know. Like it's just one of those things. Like I would love it if, if we could go into that free form new grounds era where people don't care about money and they're just making video games because they have to make video games and they're making weird shit that just is, speaks to them in some interesting way. And, uh, that's, you know, I, I'm looking for a different perspective. I'm looking for, you know, I know for a fact, the guy that made Baba's you has got a weird brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and even though the game is not about him, um, it's definitely shows the type of person they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's what I want. Like, I just want to see the people that are, I want to, I want to see a, a, a bit of who the people are behind the, the designs. Yeah. In their game. Yeah. How do you, do you have any ideas for like how we cultivate that kind of space? Because it, like you're saying, it is really hard, right? Because people are like, okay, well, I want to start doing this kind of thing, but I also <clears throat> have to like make money. So it, is the solution like people maybe, um, you know, trying to have a day job and then trying to do hobbyist stuff or trying to sort of like gradually work this stuff into their existing projects or. I mean, ideally, I mean, maybe the situation that we're in right now will get us to a point where universal income is a thing and people can be artists again. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be be phenomenal. I mean, that's why I was a big Andrew Yang backer. Like it's, (laughs) I, (laughs) that's what I want. Like that's what I want for people. Like I want, I want more artists in the world that can actually be artists and not businessmen. And, uh, that would be fucking fantastic. But I don't know, like it takes a certain person to do this stuff. It really does. Um, it takes very self-motivated, very driven. I've worked with so many people over the years and and very few of them, even though they've been in the industry forever, very few of them really have it like to, to sacrifice everything for something so stupid. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you have to be somewhat crazy to be like, I mean, I spent a a good 10 years of my life neglecting every other aspect of my existence purely to get better and make as many video games as possible. And I wasn't making any money. (laughs) Like like I was doing it because I needed to do it. Like I, I, it was so fun and fulfilling and it filled me up it made me feel full and it made me it made me just feel like i had a future i had something to say and that there were people out there that that might listen and uh not everybody can sacrifice 10 years of their life to 
try to get good enough to get the attention of anybody. Right. It's just not, it's not really realistic, but I, I always say like when I go to colleges and stuff, it's like the depressing thing where people are like, you know, do you think I'll be a good independent game designer? Mm-hmm. And my first question is, well, how many games have you made? Right. Yeah. And if the answer is no, it's like, I'm sorry, but you probably <laughs> won't be an independent game designer. <laughs> like right, you're, right. It, no, and, and there's no shame in not being one. No, like yeah, you can yeah. work at a, you can work at a company. Like there's just, but if you haven't already been doing this, like the chances are so low because you already have to be so driven to the point of it being your life. Yeah. Basically like, and I, I, I see a lot of streamers these days and it's the same sort of the same sort of situation. It's like in order to succeed, you've got to live it and you've got to sacrifice everything. <laughs> like, and it sounds so stupid. And, and I guess, you know, in this day and age, people say irresponsible in a lot of ways, but it, you know, if you're the type of person who's similar to me, you know, that that's simply not an option to do anything else. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> like, right. Right. But it's not, not everybody's cup of tea. That's, that's for fucking sure. And it still terrifies me to this day when people come up to me and they're like, I saw indie game, the movie and I quit my job at EA and now I'm independent and I've got, and I've got a wife, I've got a wife and two oh, kids. And it's like, Oh my God. Like I am not responsible. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put this on anything I've said oh, or done God, because yeah. you know, it's, it's not about that at all. Like, I don't know, but you know, I, I'm trying my best to learn to be more healthy when it came comes to work and trying to balance work and family, having a kid now. And, um, I, I, I've been doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I've been, that's um, good to hear. I've been, I've been, I've been having other people that are better at drawing than me draw my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's about it. I mean, hopefully we'll come out of the current situation with, you know, with some kind of universal basic income and more people will be able to devote, uh, tons of time to just cranking out the stuff in their weird brains. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to have that artistic utopia where people can just do that. I mean, how else are we going to, I feel like we've been stagnant for so long when it comes to artistic anything. Um, And there's just not a lot of value in it because people don't see money instantly from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have most artists these days that, matter at all they die and then people find their stuff and be like oh this crazy person's been drawing on his walls for the past 15 years (laughs) and you know um but you know without art we it would be pretty fucking empty like we'd be it'd be a pretty empty space that we all live in absolutely well thank you so much for speaking with me um and uh when uh tapeworm is uh, launching on Kickstarter. Would you know the next, day? Next next week. I'm sure they'll send you the day for sure. Yes. I, I have to do it. I have to do a call tomorrow just to confirm everything. Um, okay. Because you know a lot a lot of people are dropping out from um, Kickstarter and the whole situation. Right. Because yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, it's like part part of me is like, how you know, is it responsible to ask people for money at this point in time? But then again, it's like a very small amount of money, and also I'm going to be like basically live 
streaming on YouTube and just interacting with people the whole time? Does, is it helpful? Is it not? Like, is it a good distraction? Is it not? But, you know, we'll see. We're, 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 we're going to figure it all out and have a date probably by tomorrow. Great. And you know what? I don't know. Like, if, if, people, if people are stuck at home, like, what better thing is there to do with, like, your friends or family than play a board game, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's the one thing I think we'll, we'll definitely do is a print and play. I'm just, I'll, put, I'll put everything I have up online for backers and just let them download and they can just cut it and cool. give them something to do. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, yeah, we will have the, uh, the full Kickstarter details in the show notes for this. Um, they'll be on the site somewhere, uh, but, uh, thank you Edmund again for, uh, for yeah, talking with me you. and, uh, have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.